I enjoy bingo. I don't often uh, pay the, the the extra money. I think it's uh, keeps climbing in cost, but it's uh, it's exciting for me. It's it's interesting. Wait, hold on. Tell tell me you're you're a you're a, you're a bingo spectator. I I've been spectate. Yeah, I've been to spectate before. Yeah, and I'm not bingo shaming. You know, and I'm here giving you a hard time for karaoke shaming, and now I'm going to sit here and bingo shame. That's not right. And never again karaoke. So I'm going to show my true colors here because I think you are a karaoke uh, fan, but I despise karaoke. All aboard and welcome back, Cones. It's time to check in to the Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast with your hosts, Tommy and Ryan. That's right. You heard the nice lady, Cones. We are here. We're here to talk some cruising. My name is Tommy Casabona. I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Q. Ryan, what's up, buddy? How are you? How's it going? Good. I'm, I'm glad to be back on land. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I believe you or not, but we'll go with it either way. But you did just get off of a recent Norwegian cruise to Bermuda, didn't you? I did a five-day trip to Bermuda. It was a great trip, really, overall. The weather didn't, didn't uh, cooperate, but... Of course, the food and the drinks and the crew uh, were great. And uh, yeah, I'm reminded why I don't go on five-day cruises, though, because I didn't even unpack. I would imagine, you know, the five-day for me, I think, is... I'll consider a five-day cruise a cruise. Anything under that is a quick getaway. I mean, four nights, forget about it. It's out of control how fast those go. But So you did something that's kind of unique. A, it's a bucket list for me to get to Bermuda. B, it's a bucket list for me to get to do an overnight on a cruise ship to Bermuda. Uh, but you did it a little bit late in the year. Was that any different than normal? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. I mean, you can expect it to be cold sailing out of New York in November, uh, but it, it usually is not too chilly in Bermuda. I mean, mid-70s, uh, but we didn't luck out. The first day, which is the fir- the full day in Bermuda, it rained torrential most of the day. I stayed on board, and uh, then the next day, it was a half day, right? You'd, you'd leave by 2.30. That was like partly cloudy. So it was a little warmer, no rain, but partly cloudy. I don't recommend going to Bermuda in November at all. I heard, and I heard it's like 50-50 sometimes, whether or not you're even going to be able to call in Bermuda based on some of the wind and stuff like that. Now, when you were on the ship, I was busy trying to arrange a meeting. There was cruise content royalty on this ship. You crossed paths with Sherry and uh, from Cruise Tips TV, right? I did. Yeah, it was over the weekend, and so the the weekend was crazy. She was filming a lot. I was exploring the ship, and then that Sunday was when um, everyone was kind of off the ship. I did some work in my cabin, but then the Monday, Tuesday, I was working uh, for the most part, and uh, and she was too. She was she was uh, partnered with Nor- with Norwegian, so she was around the ship, and I know she was checking a lot of boxes, uh, getting some content uh, recorded as well. So we finally met up, uh, I think, on the last day, just briefly. And I was between calls. I was late to my next conference call, but I had to get it done, right? So it was a great uh, great to meet her, and uh, she seems like an awesome person. So she, re- she really is. Glad you took one for the team a little bit. You know, it's crazy because look at you. You're jumping right into it. I, I've virtually known Sherry for probably about seven years now. She's a legend in the game, Cruise Tips TV on YouTube. Definitely check it out. Uh, And you just stumble onto the scene, and within a couple of months, you're already rubbing elbows with the big shots. I try. I try. No, it's great (laughs) to see her. Awesome. Give us a, well, so you got a highlight or two from the cruise that you want to let us know about or anything uh, Norwegian-wise that we should know? Top level, like I said, it was great. 
the crew was great. Food was great. Um, I got a lot of special gifts in my cabin. So that was always, a, it's always a great touch and, and it's good to know, uh, to know people <laughs> like they say. Uh, so I did get upgraded to a balcony mid cruise. I got some baklava from the GM and his family's recipe. I mean, these touches that they kind of go out of their way for me. And I, I always appreciate that. Uh, and the glow party, the glow party to me was a highlight of the cruise. It was back in spice H2O where it should be. The vibe was great. The, the, the demographic was good. I mean, it was a five day shorter sailing to somewhere warmer and I hadn't been on a lot of the warmer climate sailing. So it was great to be around people that were in their thirties and twenties uh, and thirties again. So definitely. And I'll say, I'll say this, that, that spice H2O party on Norwegian escape. And you know what? That was where I was introduced to it. Yes. I did it on a couple of other Norwegian ships, but no, it did not touch it. That, for some reason, the escape just nails it. And uh, I got to back you up for a second. Did you just say you got a mid cruise update uh, upgrade to a balcony? So I was getting back on the ship one of the days in Bermuda, <clears throat> just walked around, and, and I saw the uh, guest services manager, who I know uh, who I know personally, and she pulled me aside. She's like, hey, we, had, we were expecting people to get on in Bermuda, which that's quite the concept. I didn't expect that. But, uh, and she said they didn't show up, so I'm upgrading you. And that, that was kind of how it worked. They sent me a new card and, and, uh, and yeah, went to a balcony. I haven't been in a balcony in a long time either. A mid cruise upgrade. That's amazing. That's actually very, very interesting that that happened. Um, well, it sounds like it was an amazing cruise. No, it was great. It was great. Not top 20, <laughs> not to <laughs> discourage you, but <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a good cruise. That's what you ladies and gentlemen, that's what you call a cruise flex. You could, when you can have an awesome cruise and it's still not being your top 20, that's code for, I've been on a lot of cruises and uh, you know what, man, congratulations. You deserve it. All right. So uh, a little bit of a change to the show. I'm sure you heard the intro music. I'm sure you heard, uh, you know, a different, different kind of feel. The first thing we're going to do is cruise news. And the way we're going to do cruise news is let's just take one cruise news story of note and let's maybe analyze that one a little bit. Maybe I don't want to say a deep, deep dive, but maybe like a mid-range dive. And the one I wanted to kind of cover this week was this, I mean, horrific. Well, I, I, listen, it was bad. This is in so many levels, just something that uh, you never want to experience on a cruise ship. And for those that don't know, there was a Blue Lagoon excursion out of Nassau. And this is the, you know, the ferry that takes you to oh, sort of like a... Uh, it's sort of like a resort for a day, but it's a beach break for the day. You go over to Blue Lagoon Island from Nassau and, you know, you enjoy a day of fun in the sun, drinking, water sports, whatever. It's been around since forever. I can't remember a time when there wasn't the uh, the very popular Blue Lagoon. I've never done it. I've meant to do it a few times and I haven't. But the way you get there is this ferry and it's a two-tier ferry and it should be just a simple run right out there uh unfortunately and this is probably <laughs> i mean it, it, the least thing that you could possibly think would happen this boat sank that's right i said the boat sank there was 140 people on board now did you hear about this ryan i did and i i watched the videos it's it's uh quite it was quite the situation 
Yeah, and you know what? It would have been no harm, no foul, except for the fact that there was a fatality. Now, they're not loading you up as usual with information on you know what the conditions of were and what happened and why it happened they exercise their right to uh release information at a snail's pace and this is no different but what we do know is that this thing was going it was just about to get to blue lagoon island and uh you know there was an account and there was a woman on tiktok and you know i can't really say that she is the end all and be all of the story but she was on the boat to her, uh, you know, to her vantage point, the captain made a, I guess, sudden maneuver. Now, again, this is totally alleged, and it would be irresponsible to to put this out there as fact. But it sounded like the 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 captain made a kind of like a little bit of a. She was thinking it was a little bit of a move to entertain everybody or to kind of you know add a little bit of a thrill to the ride. It seemed like from what she was saying, but. This was a day where there was a storm in the area. Yes, the water in the day was beautiful right where they were, but it looked like there was a storm in the area. The seas were pretty high, and this ferry uh, ultimately started taking on water, and there was no turning back. Uh, I can't imagine what the hell these people must have been thinking, right? Yeah, it looks scary. I mean, I, I would have just jumped in the water, and it looked like there were a few boats uh boats around to pick people up but yeah i can imagine like your elderly you know mom or, or someone that's on board and, and this happens you know and, or people that can't swim i mean that's a a different discussion i guess what whether or not you should be on on a ferry to a to a beach if you can't swim but i mean yeah it seemed uh it seemed uh, like a, a like a mass panic and, and the crew didn't seem to help either based on the videos i'm just trying to psychologically get into the mind of what the heck was going on because you're sitting on this thing and yes you can see land okay yes everybody's kind of and she was kind of alluding to the fact that people were commenting saying come on you're being a baby the shore is right there guys you, just because you can see the shore does not mean it's swimmable distance. And I'm just maybe three weeks removed, four weeks removed from being thrown off a jet ski in uh, St. Thomas. And I can tell you right now, I was out there pretty good. And it is not easy uh, working against Mother Nature, even for, I mean, I'm not a strong swimmer. I'm not a weak swimmer. I'm an average swimmer. I haven't swam in a while. I haven't, you know, I, I swam competitively back in third grade and won a couple of races, but I don't mean to flex. But, um, what I will say is that you're in this water and you're surrounded by, it's just, it's first of all, the chaos of it. And yes, first and foremost, you touched on it. It sounded like the crew had absolutely no idea what to do. We go on these cruises and we are still preparing on these muster drills, whether they're virtual or whether they, for all these decades were, you know, front and center. We, for something that's, probably never going to happen but we still have to know exactly what to do the crew has to know exactly what to do everybody's well trained now i don't know obviously you're in the bahamas this is not the regulation wise i don't know how but the cruise lines to me they have to have some sort of a liability and i don't want to say liability but some sort of responsibility as to making sure that this crew, the crews that operate these excursions are well-trained. It doesn't sound like that's what happened, but what do you think the cruise lines, I guess, role is or responsibility or level of accountability should be when it comes to how well these excursion groups and personnel are trained? Yeah, I think that there's a, I mean, first and foremost, there's a responsibility on the tour company. I think if we talk about specifically liability, 
I think it's it falls on the on the tour company. Now, the fact that the cruise lines partner with these this company and and, and many others, right? They do, I agree, have a responsibility to vet these companies out and make sure that they're up to their standards. So, I don't know what kind of excursion standards there are. I'm assuming there's a safety element, there's an accessibility element, uh, you know, and I think that's the role of the shore excursion team, whether it's the onboard team or, or land based. But I think uh, you know, making sure that your tour provider has uh, people that are trained in these kind of situations is essential. So in a way, you you are in the mix, you're profiting off of it, and so you have a responsibility to make sure that in these kind of circumstances, I mean, as rare as they are. Uh, that these people are trained and it, and I don't want to assume they weren't, but based on the video, they passed out life vests and everybody was on their own. Uh, and then the other ships that were nearby or vessels nearby came back and, and kind of helped uh, get people out of the water, which was great. That, that was great to see. Yeah, it just seemed like it ended up being like a free for all, you know, oh, yeah. everybody, everybody for themselves, which is what you ex- would expect. And you th- there's got to be a hundred things that are going through your mind. And I was kind of, it was kind of humorous listening to the person who was recording one of the videos. She's like, "All right, well, so uh, our boat is sinking right now." Is that the was, one that was in the yeah. water? Because there was someone in the water. No, no, no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that and was I a different. Her feet. She looked like she was having a great time, actually, in the yeah. video. <laughs> I mean, it, it, there's a level of okay. If you really like, I mean, I'm just trying to picture myself being there. You have to be at least a hundred yards or more away from shore. Now you have these waves. Now, when you're looking at these waves, the 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 flow of the ocean from the cruise ship or any ship, you're looking down, so you don't get a real good depth perception but when you're in the water when you're actually just kicking around in the drink those four foot waves are over your head so you see your vision's impaired you can't necessarily just swim and kick around exactly where you want to go there is a flow to the like you're fighting against the current so there are i guess elements that would even if you are a decent swimmer cause you some level of panic in some way shape or form so then the boats start coming up and maybe it's a fisherman maybe it's another excursion maybe it's just a joyrider now they gotta you know pull up and try to start helping people which they did and to the credit the company did dispatch you know rescue boats to the scene and you know i don't know how long it took it probably didn't take too long but there's a good probably 20 30 minutes where you know again you have to kind of just tell yourself, all right, well, I got my life vest on. I'm going to be okay. We should be fine. Worst case scenario, I'll have to hang out and kind of float for a little while. But, you know, a lot of stuff could be going through your mind. What if they miss you? What if they don't see you? You know, it's got to be scary. Right? Have you on any of your cruises felt like you were in danger in any way, shape or form? I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say so. Uh, there were a few s- excursions that you know, it's like, oh, wow, that could be dangerous. Like, I, I think of the the Virgin Gorda baths, you know, where you, you don't really have a guide and you're just climbing ladders, you know, slippery, slippery ladders and some of those waterfall excursions. They, I mean, there's definitely opportunity on some of these high adventure excursions for, for there to be danger. But for me, I've never experienced some sort of disaster at an, you know, on an excursion. So thankfully, um, I think in this situation, yeah, it's, it's really a shame that someone lost their life, but, uh, you know, I, I think I would have jumped off and, and, uh, hopefully got picked up by the nearest boat. So, I mean, I, I don't want to say it's, uh, it's, it's not a disaster here. It very, very well was a dangerous situation and, 
and we saw, you know, we saw the results of that. So I wouldn't want to be in the guest services line back on board. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and I agree. I agree with the. Uh, I I agree with the um the 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 idea to jump off because staying on the ship didn't seem like it would work out. Yeah, people were like holding on for their life on board as it was taking on water. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. wouldn't want to be on the lower deck and and be suffocated by the top, you know, the second floor that comes down on top of me. I, I would have got away from that from, from that ship, you know. So I don't know why people didn't. But deepest sympathy to the family members of the elderly woman whose life was lost. And yes, I really, really hope they get their act together. And yes, th- that was the biggest takeaway for me. I hope it doesn't come out that this captain was trying to pull some showboat maneuver. Uh, but you know, again, that's allegedly, and we do not want to accuse anybody of that without knowing the facts but what we do know is that these crews have to be better trained all right let's go into the main topic for the show all right among my family members and groups of friends and this and that people that i interact with whether virtually or in person i am known as the resident cruise guy and so often I hear, are you kidding me? I would never do a cruise. It really does seem in many ways to say, to, it's kind of fashionable to say I would never go on a cruise. I don't understand that. Actually, I kind of do understand that mentality. I think a lot of people mask their phobia of going on a cruise with kind of like, you know, throwing shade at the cruise industry. But Sometimes there are those people who are on the fence. Sometimes there's those people who listen to the uh, all the voices that are out there that say, "No, I call it a floating petri dish," or "I call it, you know, the, you get cattle uh, herded around like cattle." All this and that. But if you do, you know, they're on the fence. They have one proverbial toe in the ocean when it comes to thinking about doing a cruise. I wanted to, and I might do a YouTube video about this, and I wanted to kind of maybe you know make our case for those who might be on the fence and talk a little bit about some of the things that if you are not into cruising if you really value a land-based vacation and kind of don't gravitate towards the idea of cruising what are some of the ways that we can convert some of those people so i would uh i'll get into some of the reasons uh what i think why i think some people who might otherwise not try a cruise might want to And the first thing that I would say is if you love an immersive experience on land, if you want to really get into the culture, if you really want to see the sights and learn about the people and learn about the food and the day-to-day, I look at cruising as basically an appetizer sampler platter. You know, if you wanted to, you know, I I guess get a feel, let's just say you're going to jump on an eight-day cruise that's going to take you to San Juan, Dominican Republic, St. Thomas and St. Martin. You know, those are all places that people regularly visit for land-based vacations, Cozumel, Mexico, wherever. You know, why not go on a cruise? Let let, let me me give you a spoiler alert on cruising. You're not going to have a bad time. But why don't you go on a cruise, take some notes, get your six, eight, nine hours in at each cruise port, and give yourself an idea of somewhere where you may like to go down the road for a four, five, seven, or eight day trip. Don't you think that's a good option in that regard, Ryan? I I always use that as a selling point to see a lot and in a short amount of time and in different countries, different islands, whatnot. I mean, I, I, I see that as a positive and, uh, and for people that, you know, may want to be stagnant and, and, and at one place, 
for their for them to have the opportunity to to see you know five different places and treat it as they're you know buying a house and and then after the after the fact you know landing on the, their favorite place and going back to that place for a land vacation that it's always a selling point uh, that I use too I, I think you can see a tremendous amount of things uh, it's tiring I mean uh, those those trips that are like very port intensive and and I, if you want to optimize the the full time in port that's a tiring trip I mean I always need a, tr- a vacation from that vacation but uh, but it's doable and it's worthwhile a, a lot of times because you see so much and and you can still be immersed I mean you only need really eight hours in some ports to to be right in with the people and, and immerse in the culture and and I, I, yeah, it's one of the reasons why I like to, to cruise. Uh, you just said, a, I mean, you said something that is so real. That vacation from the vacation thing is real as it gets. But I think you would probably agree when you're trying to figure out, you know, if you should, because I'll be the first to say cruising is not for everybody. I, I think you'd agree that it's important to know who you're trying to convert, right? Yeah, that's that's the point I was going to make is that, you know, I, I, I'm always obviously in contact with these kind of people as well. And, and I'm the definitely the resident cruiser in my family and, and in my friend group and work community and, and every network or circle I run in, uh, I'm definitely cruising the most. And, uh, and so I'm always the one who, who's approached about it. And, and some are genuinely interested and, and want to know more and, and it leads them to book a, book a trip. And then others are without, you know, without, uh, uh, well, they, they can't be convinced. All right. But one thing you want to keep in mind is that you'll see that a lot of cruisers out there who are trying to, whether they're trying to get their friends or their spouse or their cousin to cruise with them, they'll give them a lot of BS. They'll pump it up to a level that this is, you know, they'll give them a lot of false expectations and that could lead to a certain level of distrust. Wouldn't you agree with that, Ryan? Yeah. And that's kind of the point I was making before is that, you know, I see a lot of people that are trying to convince people to come with them or that they need to love cruising as much as they do. And there's, that's a dangerous area. I mean, I've, like I said, I've done it before. Oh, it's a, it's a, you know, whether it's a, a, you know, reunion, college reunion trip or a big family trip, the more the merrier, you know, but some people are just not meant to be on a cruise ship and, uh, and you don't want them to be with you, honestly, because every corner they're going to kind of point out an opportunity or something that, you know, may have been misrepresented before the cruise. I try to, I try to pick out the, the, the true selling points and why I really enjoy cruising because let's face it. I, I love it. You love it. There's a lot of people that, that enjoy cruising. And so there's a lot to enjoy. Uh, so it's just showcasing that, but still being re- realistic and honest about some of the things that, you know, maybe we don't enjoy. Hey, Cones, just breaking in for a quick reminder. I wanted to ask you guys to check out the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook if you haven't done so already. This is where we develop our community. We get to know each other. We answer each other's questions. We celebrate each other's sailings. We share pictures, stuff like that. It's a great, great community. Check us out. Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. Guys, I 
do have a travel agency. I travel. I sell travel, I should say. I can book you on a cruise. And when, this is a new thing, guys. A new thing I'm going to be doing is sending you a cruise card. I'll come up with a fancy name for it. But if you book travel with me, what I will do is send you basically what is an Excel sheet, sort of a report that will give you some ideas what you can do on the ship, what each port of call is most famous for, and some options in general on what you could do at those ports of call. And that's free of charge. If you book book a cruise with me, any inquiries, just hit me up at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Also, I have a Patreon. If you like this show, would like more of it, a little bit of a deeper dive into certain things, both cruising and personal, you can hit me up patreon.com slash alwaysbebooked. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. It costs $8 a month, just $8. And you know what? It really does help. It's a good way to support this show. If you like the content in general, listen five days a week, listen two days a week. There's hundreds and hundreds of, uh, I guess, episodes on there that were done over the course of the last few years. So that's patreon.com slash always be booked. All right, back to the show. Of course, there's not going to be any type of vacation that's going to please everybody. At the end of the day, everybody has their preferences, and it's just a matter of how much priority you put on each of those preferences. For me, I was sold that the fact that you can pack once, unpack once, get on this thing that is going to take you everywhere you want to go and on this vessel that is built to entertain you around every single corner. There's no renting cars. There's no having to take mass transportation to go to a restaurant. There's no uh, trying to wait in long lines for the nightclub or making reservations or going into your wallet and trying to figure out, is this going to be a $250 dinner or a $500 dinner? There is none of that. You know what you're going to spend. Even if you want to splurge, there's plenty of opportunities to have a luxury experience while you're cruising. But even if you're okay with that, I still like the fact that you're able to know what you're going to pay before you even take the vacation. You know how much it's going to set you back. There's no surprises when it comes to cruises. Um, but all right, that's it for that. I mean, do you have anything else on that? You want to? You want to? I mean, my last point would be the service, and I've said it before on this show. I've there's nowhere I've been, and I've traveled a lot on land too. I've never gotten the service that I do on a cruise. Even across multiple lines, you know, there's some that are better than others, I think, in my opinion. But the service on board is like no other. I mean, it's it's really remarkable. I The value you get out of a trip and the service that you get, I mean, I don't care if there's people. I don't care, you know, uh, if I miss a port. I mean, that, that's why I'm going. And it's no surprise to our listeners that I, I value the crew tremendously. And, and that's an essential part of, of my trip and why I, why I enjoy cruising. So that's all I wanted to add. We can move on to the next segment. No, you're, you got a great point. Cause you, what, what other form of vacation do you really hear about making, uh, you know, do you, do you ever go to a, a trip to Miami and then you made Facebook friends with, uh, the server that uh, your dinner or this and that? You don't really have that. Uh, on a cruise, there's a good chance you are going to make lifelong friends, not only with the people that you're sailing with that were otherwise strangers, but, the crew, the people on board, I mean, you're going to see them again on different ships. You're going to know where they are, and making that reconnection is always really, really satisfying. Um, all right. Let's get into the next segment, which is one more visit, stay forever or never again. 
All right. We recently added a new segment to this cruise cast, and we talk about it sort of like what the kids call the F Mary Kill. You know, something you're going to jump right into and be passionate about, something you're going to be able to enjoy for an extended amount of time, and something you want to absolutely throw into the trash. So it's three things. We pick them. Every week, we'll do a different one. This week, we're going to go with the theme will be cruise daytime activities on board sea day activities are we ready it is bingo karaoke and trivia and when i say trivia let's include name that tune that type of thing bingo karaoke or trivia ryan which one do you want to do one more time which one would you do all the time and which one can you throw in the trash Trivia by far will be my stay forever. So I, I prefer of the three, I prefer to uh, I prefer the trivia. So that that would be my stay forever. Uh, bingo one more time. Uh, I enjoy bingo. I don't often uh, pay the, the the extra money. I think it's uh, keeps climbing in cost, but it's uh, it's exciting for me. It's it's entertaining. Wait, hold on. Tell tell me you're you're a you're a you're a, you're a bingo spectator. I, I've been spectate. Yeah, I've been to spectate before. Yeah, if it's the last day and, and I want to see who wins the cruise or, or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I have this image of you sitting on the <laughs> sidelines watching watching Joe with his glasses. That's Joe. Hey, he's usually killer. the bar watch. is open in the same room. So <laughs> watch. Now watch Joe. This is day three for him. He's won two out of the three. But you know what? Dolores, she's right on his tail. This this these. This is going to yeah, be a great I match today. Bets. I place bets on them. Yeah. <laughs> and never again karaoke. So I'm going to show my true colors here because I think you are a karaoke uh, fan, but I despise karaoke, actually. I I don't know. There's just something about it. Like, I, I just want to listen to the person who wrote the song. And I know how in- enjoyable it can be and how entertaining it can be. And listen, if I've had a few too many drinks, I could I can end up in, in the karaoke lounge and, and kind of laugh at all the people that are that are uh, not that great at singing. And th- then you get the occasional, you know, uh, star of the of, of karaoke. And it's like, why are you know, why aren't you doing this for a living? You're, you're better than the people in the uh, in the theater, but so I, I see the value. I see why everybody likes it, uh, or, or most people do do enjoy it. But I, I just don't. I don't have a great time uh, at karaoke. You'll never. I mean, I will not get up and and sing anything because nobody wants to hear me sing anything. That, that's my point of view. So, so that's my never again. Uh, so maybe it's a bit surprising, but I'm not a big karaoke fan at all. Yeah, karaoke, I think, to me, is like a lot of people's version of walking on hot coal, you know what I mean, or walking on glass, you know, people, some people do it because it's just they really think they miss their calling. And that to me, that's the least fun to people to watch. Uh, some people do it and they think they're good, but they're actually awful. And that's fun to watch and then there's some people who are just and again i appreciate people who are conquering fear that that are just doing it because you know what it's an experience and there's an expression everything you want the greatest things are on the other side of fear and when you step out of your comfort zone and do it and uh, i appreciate those people who do that but i'll go with mine right now I'm throwing, no offense, I'm throwing bingo off the side of the ship, never to return again. I have no interest in bingo. I don't get it. It's, um, and I'm not bingo shaming. 
You know, and I'm here giving you a hard time for karaoke shaming. And now I'm going to sit here and bingo shame. That's not right. But what I will say is, yes, personally, I can uh, I, I, I can leave bingo alone. It doesn't do it for me. Sitting in a chair waiting for people to call out numbers. I rather, I, I align it with being at the DMV. You know what I mean? Bingo, DMV, kind of the same experience to me. I'm not sure. That's just me. Um, if I could do it uh, once again and that's it, I would go with trivia. Uh, not that trivia is this really, really exciting thing, but I would stay forever with karaoke because yes, and I'm not, I'm not a big karaoke guy. I, 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 who is, who has listened to this show that it's cruised with me that has seen me do karaoke? Nobody. I've done it and I do plan on doing it again. And sometimes I plan to do it and then just don't do it. I don't want to go up there and, you know, sign up and work myself all up and then to be for them to be like, okay, that's all the time we have, but I'll do it. I'll do it here and there. It definitely usually involves my friend. I, I'm not up there alone. You know what I mean? I'm usually up there with my friend. His name is James Earl Beam. I also do like to sit and chill and watch the people and see what's going through their mind. You know, when you see a really bad karaoke artist uh, that goes up there and just butchers the shit out of a song, you sit there and you look deep into their eyes and you're like, well, you know what? Well, let me try to figure out what this person was thinking by doing this. But, you know, it's, it, is all, it is all in good fun. And then, yes, sometimes you get the person who goes up there, they start out all shy and they're like, yeah, you know what? I did this on a dare. I don't belong up here. And they kind of, and then uh, by the end of it, there's so much, I guess, uh, adulation from the crowd that they end up kind of, you know, turning into Lady Gaga up there. And uh, you like that too. This karaoke, I agree with you. It can kind of be a, uh, at certain times, uh, like nails on a chalkboard, but I don't know. The to me, the, the, it good outweighs the bad for me. There's always a group of like, and then they end up like it's almost like a a, a cult by the end of the sailing too. I don't know. I, you see the same PO. Oh, see you tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do the song. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like Maybe that's not, being, like that, like they don't have that for bingo. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we sit in rows. We're waiting for B uh, B four in in, the, in in one corner of the room. But you know what? I hate more. Is, than, somebody uh, see, I, is Jerry? Is Jerry here? Is Jerry here? Where is he? Somebody check on him. He's not a bingo. <laughs> And you know what I hate uh, even more, and hate's a strong word, but what I what I don't enjoy uh, even more than karaoke is the art auctions and the and the shops where they you know they're handing out raffle tickets at the stores and try to get you to come back for some some giveaway and and try to talk you into buying more things. So I, I don't enjoy that, and and I'm not. It's not to hate on anyone that's that's to choosing those activities for their C day fun, but. I uh, I'd rather go to karaoke than sit there in an art auction and uh, yeah it's just not for me not for me how about you Tommy all right we're gonna save this for another show in another episode but have you actually <laughs> gone to and sat through an art auction or no I have not I've peeked my head in and uh, and realized it wasn't for me and so uh, I have not and maybe I will on the, on another cruise okay all right at some point maybe I'll I'll I'll, I'll I'll plead my case for the enjoyment and the non-wasting of the time at an art auction, even if you're not going to buy any art. Um, but either way, I think what we'll do now is move on to our next segment, which is our top five.
All right, for each and every show, what we're going to do is pick our top five. I think everybody nowadays, we love a good list in this society. And we're going to we're gonna give you your list fix here. Today, we're talking about beaches, not any beach, beaches you can get to via cruise. And now you guys know, I'm not the biggest beach guy. I'm not the biggest lay in the sand guy, but I do still have the ability to appreciate a good beach. And yes, I've been to a bunch of them. So I'm going to start. We're going to do five. This is in order of uh, least favorite to favorite. If you want to do an honorable mention, feel free. If not, that's fine too. But I'm going to start. I'm going to go with uh, my fifth, number five on my list of top favorite beaches. I'm going to say Palm Beach, Aruba. Aruba is a beautiful island. Dare I say one happy island. And uh, what you get at uh, Palm Beach is a modern beach experience. You have all of your amenities. You have a long, I, I like a big beach. I don't like such a narrow tight beach now some of those did make my list but this is a very wide beach long shoreline uh good restaurants good water sports uh, a lot of high-rise options where you can do resorts for a day palm beach close enough to the port is uh does what it takes to qualify as number five on my list number four is Grand Turk Beach. Grand Turk Beach is beautiful because it is, I mean, the way it's just laid out is perfect. It's right opposite Margaritaville. It's also uh, right in the shadow of your beautiful cruise ship that you're on. And uh, it's got, the, the water is probably the most interesting color. We all love the clear blue uh, see-through water that you get in places like St. Thomas and the other areas of the Bahamas. But this, uh, this, this has a little bit of a green hue to it. Uh, I think that speaks to a lot of the aquatic wildlife that's underneath the reefs, the, the corals. It's just a beautiful, beautiful color. And when you're, whether you're on top of the, you know, the pool deck on the cruise ship looking down or whether you're on the beach looking back, it's just gorgeous, and I love the proximity that it has to both Margaritaville and Jack Shack, so Grand Turk Beach is my choice for number four. Number three, Sapphire Beach in St. Thomas. This is an example of a little bit of a, uh, a more remote, more, I guess, less traveled to by the cruise ship passengers beach, but if you want to get a beautiful view of the sunset, uh, also very, very proximal to Red Hook, which is a nice, vibrant district in St. Thomas on, I believe it's the the east end of St. Thomas, the eastern portion of St. Thomas. It's, I mean, a beautiful beach. It's got gorgeous palm trees. And I know for a fact that a lot of locals spend a lot of time at Sapphire Beach, and it's absolutely beautiful. Number two is the prettiest beach that I've ever been to in my life when you're talking about scenery, when you're talking about the mountains in view, when you're talking about the water, the layout, uh, tons of uh, you know fried food, uh, fresh fish, fried food options. The Orient Beach on St. Martin. It is on the French side. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, yes, you might see a ball bag here and there that you don't want to see. Yes, it is very European, more so on one side than the other. Uh, you know, so if you're, you, you just got to avert your eyes in some points. When you want to talk about just a picturesque beach, you're sitting there and you're talking about sitting on a beach, looking straight out 
at a freaking screensaver scene that's Orient Beach. But my favorite beach is Great Bay Beach, also on St. Martin. This is on the Dutch side. I love this beach because it is very, very beautiful. Maybe not quite as beautiful as Orient Beach, but A, it's the best jet ski but- venue that I've ever uh, that I've ever experienced. It does have a very very proximal line of bars and restaurants and places you can enjoy. The people all around there are very very happy. You never lose sight of your cruise ship. You can walk there. It's a bit of a walk, but you can walk there or you can take a ferry. There's just too much to enjoy at Orient Beach for me. And I'll throw a honorable mention to. Uh, Half Moon K, Carnival's private island, because that place is, it, it feels untouched. It's just the pristine, natural beauty. There's not a ton to do there, but it's absolutely beautiful. Ryan, what are your top five cruise line, cruise ship, cruise experience beaches? Wow. Well, there's so many to to highlight, really. I mean, I could make a, a long, long list if I were to focus on the top five. Uh, I would say, and there's some overlap, actually. It's pretty interesting. We didn't coordinate this, but uh, I'd say number five is West End, uh, is the West End Beach area in Roatan, so in in Honduras. So uh, I've been there a few times. Uh, Some have been by tour company. Some have actually been by renting a car and driving to the the other side of the island from from the port area, and I always have a great time in in Roatan. Number four, Great Bay Beach. So uh, an overlap to you, uh, which is in fine Sa- in St. Martin. Yep, and uh, I always have uh, yeah a lot of pure cruise bliss uh, at Great Bay Beach, and and I always have a great time, kind of walking up and down and and uh, and getting in the water and and grabbing a drink, and there's just so much to do in that area. Number three, also an overlap to, to your uh, your beaches, Palm Beach in Aruba. I have a lot of memories there, even growing up uh, cruising uh, with 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 my family, and we'd go there, and it was just a great time. You know, going on the the tube rides and stuff. Uh, you know, there's just so much to do there, and and you can always get a day pass to one of the nearby resorts, and also get get the food and drink uh, drink to accompany the. The beach day, number two, Darkwood Beach in Antigua. Uh, I this is not a real crazy built up beach, right? There, it's more like a kind of a shack approach to a beach, but sometimes that's the best. And I have a, a lot of great memories there too. Just a really great beach. I, I great beach. Not too much, you know, not too many facilities, but just I don't know. There's a lot of pure. Uh, pure cruise bliss there as well at Darkwood Beach, and number one, probably no surprise uh, to the to this group, but Horseshoe Bay Beach in Bermuda. So, you know, I'm a Bermuda holic, and uh, Horseshoe Bay Beach is uh, it would yeah, it has to be in my number one beach. Uh, and there's a lot of beaches in Bermuda, honestly, that could make the list too, but I wanted to spread it out. There you have it, folks. Our top five beaches version. Let's. Get into your emails. Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. If you want to be a part of this show, you can do that. Just email me, Tommy, at alwaysbebooked.com. You send us your questions, your comments, your concerns, your corrections, anything you'd like to do to contribute to the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast, and we will read it on 
air. Let's get into it. Hi, Tommy and Ryan. Enjoying the podcast with you two. My husband and I will be sailing on the Harmony of the Seas in November out of Galveston. Can y'all give any must-dos and your overall opinions of the ship? What specialty restaurants would you recommend? P.S. Reggie Jackson is with the Houston Astros as an advisor with Team Operations. Go Strohs. Warm regards, Charlotte. All right. We've said a lot there. So the first question, what do we got? Harmony of the Seas. Have you been on Harmony, Ryan? I have. Yep. Yeah, I have. I, I would say, I mean, I would say don't miss the entertainment. So, of course, on, on this class of ship, uh, don't miss the Aqua Show. Um, get a drink at the Bionic Bar. That's always something to do. I, I wouldn't make it your... Your bar to go to, uh, it's great to interact with the bartenders, but it's, it's, it is cool to see the robots make your drink. And I think you can force a double or a triple uh, across the Bionic Bar, so that's nice. Uh, specialty dining, I would say Jamie's Italian. I, I've really fallen in love with Jamie's Italian uh, as a specialty concept. And I want it, I, I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite all-time across any cruise line or ship. But it's up there, and uh, I've really had some amazing, amazing meals at Jamie's Italian. I mean, you think of some of the Italian concepts maybe that you've experienced on other ships. I think you're going to find this is this is just a, a notch above uh, all the others. So I, uh, I, I really recommend Jamie's Italian uh, as a specialty concept. Um, I'll leave it there. Did you have any recommendations? I'll piggyback you, Jamie's Italian. I'll tell you one thing. We sat down and we ate and we just, the, the, the server overheard Kay. I was, I was on, no, this is Beatrix. Beatrix was on board with me. She, the server overheard Beatrix say, well, I could really go for a lasagna, but it's not on the menu. Server overheard it and said, you know what? We'll make you a lasagna. You know, lasagna is not something you whip up typically. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure they did not make they did not fabricate a lasagna from scratch they had it but just the fact that they went above and beyond makes me agree with you but i'll also extend that to the fact that have it outside that outside dining experience at jamie's italian or at 150 central park or at chops outside alfresco with the string orchestra playing in the background with the beautiful greenery that is in central park really makes for a experience where you say wow am i really on a cruise ship right now and it really kind of baffles you i'll also piggyback on your dive show recommendation but i will also say try to get that done early book it early and set it up early because what you want to do is give yourself a little bit of a leeway in the event that there are some i guess some, some rocky seas and your first wave is canceled you will get that second or third shot at being able to see it if you wait till the last the very end last sea day and all of a sudden the winds happen to be bad that day the seas happen to be bad you miss it and you never had your chance to see it um i would also say on that particular cruise ship definitely uh make your way around all the entertainment venues the uh the, i people what is it is it the is it two point is it is it has it been amplified do you know i was just thinking i don't know if there's a music hall concept that's where i'm yeah. going to go with entertainment. yes exactly yeah i think there has to be it used to be dazzles 
uh, it, and I loved that venue, but they took Dazzles on all the amplified versions and they turned it into a music hall. And that is a great area, great concept, great thing to enjoy. I don't know if you're into ice skating shows. Uh, I, I'm not per se, but the fact that you can do that on a cruise ship is pretty cool. So I try to get to see that every single time. And I would say as far as specialty in general, Wonderland is a very unique dining experience. And um, yeah, it gets a lot of hate, and I I do enjoy it too. I I had some great food actually at Wonderland. I mean, it's it's different. It's different. I wouldn't say oh every cruise you got to go to Wonderland, but if you've never done that as a concept, that is a that is a good recommendation. Tommy, you don't like ice skating and 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 uh, karaoke the, that show where they combine the two. Wait, they do they don't do that, do they? No, they don't. <laughs> you know, the other well, specialty concept that I was thinking of is is one fifty Central Park, and I want to say that's on Harmony. And uh, that's yeah, no, it's cool on. It's on all the Oasis. It's on all the Oasis ships. Definitely. I love that uh, the tenderloin cut by you know cut table side. They've got a cucumber martini kind of to start your dinner, and uh, they do that table side as well. It's kind of their farm to table concept uh, for Royal Caribbean. That is a that's a great place, and and take advantage of it. You know, if it's still on the Harmony. Uh, because it's not on a lot of the ships, and it's it's really a high end, uh, you know, high value, uh, you know, specialty dining. If you if you have a package, I'm sure what Ryan just said makes a ton of sense. But I'm still stuck on ice skating karaoke. I can't get that out of my head right now. I want to see that happen. Can we do it? <laughs> yeah, next group cruise, we'll we'll find some ice. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Travis Barker from up in Wisconsin. Loving the new format with you guys both on the show. Keep it up. Tommy, I remember a while back, Doug had you describe your dream cruise ship build on his podcast. Dream cruise ship build on his podcast. Let's remix that. And I got a kick out of it. With Ryan joining the uh, joining in on the shenanigans here at ABB, I figured that might be something we could hear from him as well. Everything is sounding great, guys. Keep uh, thanks for keeping me entertained while I work, uh, while I count down the days between cruises. I don't know what's, I'm sorry. I'm reading like a four-year-old. Thanks for keeping me entertained at work while I count down the days between cruises. Boat drinks, Travis Barker, Ryan, what I'll do is brief you. Uh, Doug had me on the show during the pandemic, and uh, we had a lot of wacky stuff. I mean, Doug was – you had Doug Parker out there cooking chocolate melting cake for his YouTube audience. That's how bad it got during the pandemic and people trying to, like, figure out ways to entertain people. But there was one show where Doug had me on, and you know how he does his cruise review format. If you're familiar with that, he has a series of questions that he asks uh, regarding your cruise. And it's, you know, it's very consistent. So you can get the same feel every single time. He had me do that for a fictitious cruise. Do you have anything? And this is kind of putting you on the spot. Do you have anything that comes to mind? If you can kind of reach into your creative fantasy bag of tricks and, you know, what would you describe if it was a perfect world? What would you put on the Ryan Q of the seas? Huh. Yeah, you're putting me on the spot. Um, I, I would say, well, I can tell you what I really value in a ship and, and a few concepts that I enjoy. One is the brewery concept. I think to make it a full-fledged kind of all-out 
concept. A lot of options uh, would be great. I, I appreciate craft beer, so I think there's always an opportunity to to do better when it comes to craft beer, and and I think they've got the the cocktail concepts really down uh, pretty well, but but I'd love to see some more craft options and partnerships with land based breweries. I think there's an opportunity there. I think you mentioned it one time, um, and so I apologize if I'm taking it from you, but uh, the lazy river concept is cool. I think that would be a a great uh, a great addition to a ship. You know, it's great to have these these water slides and, and I think what the new aqua we said had a water coaster or something fine, but it'd be great to just have a drink and float down, down a river, uh, on a, on a ship. I like that concept. And, and also the swim up bar, I'm a, you know, I know I don't like karaoke, but I am an advocate for, uh, swim up bars. I'm, I'm one of those people. So you'll, you'll, uh, see me at Oasis Lagoon on Coco Cay uh, basically all day. Uh, to have that on a on a ship maybe uh, maybe pretty interesting as well. Uh, I'd have to table it though. I, I think I can come back to you with something more creative um, in terms of like something that's really going to push the limit, right? I, and then maybe I can get hired by one of these uh, big companies if I've got a good idea. But and I can't think of anything that's like land based that that I enjoy a lot that's not on a cruise ship already. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I don't know, sometimes I think some of the people that are like, especially with Royal Caribbean, there might be some mushrooms involved in some of those boardrooms <laughs> when you're thinking about, hey, I got to, now hear me out. We're going to put a helmet on you, virtual reality glasses. We'll put a trampoline in a giant planetarium looking ball and we'll make you jump up and down. And, I mean, I, I think they stopped doing that. I mean, I just don't know where this stuff comes from, but either way, you know, you take some swings, there's going to be some misses, no, no harm, no foul. But I think all that stuff is very, very interesting. And with that, like, you know what, let's do one more. Let's do, let's, I know Carol, Carol put in an email, shout out to Carol. And by the way, I'm a little remiss. I'm a little backlogged. I want to give a shout out to Whiskey Joe and Lita. We uh, met on the Margaritaville at Sea. I said I met some friends on the Margaritaville at Sea. I also mentioned the fact that they came to visit me at uh, the new job based on us kind of having a couple of drinks together and some good conversation. Had a great time with Joe and Lita. Whiskey Joe, as we call them. This is Carbonara coming at you. That's with... Uh, you know, the, the bartender forgot my name for a second and he called me uh, Tom, Tommy Carbonara, which I shouldn't have said because that is going to stick now and people are going to be email, emailing me uh, Carbonara. Uh, but it was pretty funny. And I didn't even know what he was saying. He was like, Carbonara. I'm like, why are you yelling out an uh, Italian pasta dish at me right now? And then he uh, he looked up my card and he's like, oh, I was like, this guy thinks my name is Carbonara. But either way. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Whiskey Joe and Lita. Uh, Carol, a absolute super cone, a legend in the always be booked community. Dare I say, the pirate of the pirate and peer runners. She has an email. Hey, Tommy and Ryan, I'll be on my first NCL cruise May 5th on core to alaska we have the free at sea package but it seems that doesn't cover everything specifically water and i can't find any info on carrying water on board could you guys do a little deep dive for what the free at sea doesn't cover that we will need to be prepared like do we need to upgrade our drink package or internet and maybe a rough idea of the cost to upgrade and what can i expect to be different on Nor uh, uh, norwegian cruise line from royal or carnival thanks carol 
I am going to turn this one over to our resident Norwegian expert, Mr. Ryan Q. Sure. Yeah, I definitely uh, know the ins and outs uh, uh, by now. I can kind of go top level, but down a list here on free at sea. So you're right. It doesn't include water, the basic uh, premium package. Um, you could opt to upgrade to the premium plus beverage package. Really, the difference is that you go from having a $15 per drink uh, price tag uh, limit to anything by the glass, anything sold by the glass, uh, as well as the addition of Starbucks specialty coffees, really anything at Starbucks uh, except the food, and, uh, and water. So you can get Aquapana, Pellegrino, boxed water that nobody likes, or at least I don't like. Uh, so there are some some benefits to doing that, depending on the if you are a drinker, depending on if you, if you like some of the high-end wines, it can pay for itself within a few days. Um, if you're only looking for water, you say, hey, Ryan, the, the regular package works for me. I just want water. You can pre-purchase, I want to say pre-purchase, if not on the first day, purchase a bundled water, right? So they'll just send you like six large cartons or 12. You know, I think you can buy them in increments of six. Uh, so you can always do that, right? You can keep your, your free package and then just pay a little extra for the water and, uh, and you'll have it right in your cabin. Uh, that's the drink package. Uh, specifically, what I'll, what I'll also say about the uh, free at sea is that the internet, you know, they brand it as free internet. It's 75 minutes. So don't expect much from the free at sea internet. So if you want or expect to use your phone or the internet more than 75 minutes throughout your cruise. And in Alaska, I would, I'd be posting pictures and, and making everyone jealous at home. So uh, I would recommend upgrading. So if it's a seven day sailing, I think the upgrade to unlimited non-streaming is $89. If you want it with streaming, I think it's 139 Do the dining package. I think, I don't know, Tommy, you didn't opt for that at one point. And you're paying $10 really gratuities per meal. So I, depending on the cabin category, your booking and the length of the cruise, they'll give you a, a number of, of free specialty meals. And all I'll say about NCL versus versus the other lines like Royal and Carnival. NCL is tailoring themselves to to be kind of this uh, different higher end. They're trying to be a, this higher end uh, cruise line, and and you can see that in their pricing approach. They're not just they're not bargain pricing their their uh, their sailings, but they're still at max capacity. So I, I would say overall, the demographic of the ship is different. Uh, don't expect as many families as you would on Royal Caribbean. That's for sure, especially in Alaska. Did I lie to you guys? What I tell you, that's the guy. <laughs> he knows his. He knows him some Norwegian. And I can tell you every everything on every menu in every restaurant. <laughs> you see, that's. I mean, that's the new. That's a different level. I, I believe him too. Um, we're not going to test that today, but we will at some point probably get very, very good use out of that. Anyway, we hope you like the little bit of a slight change in format here at the Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast. Once again, I want to remind you, join the Facebook group, the Always Be Booked Cruisers Lounge on Facebook. It's where we have our community. It's where we enjoy each other. We give tips. We give recommendations. We post pictures. We really get to know each other on a different level at the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge the group on Facebook. Just request to join. We let you right in. 
I do have a Patreon. I do a show every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Uh, it's $8 per month. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. That's patreon.com slash always be booked. We talk about cruising. Uh, I get deep. I dive deep into cruising topics and other topics. Yes, sometimes it gets a little weird, but it's a show every day. You know what I mean? If you're looking for that half hour commute to work, it's patreon.com slash always be booked. And uh, it's a really good way to help support this show in general. Instagram, always be booked. If you want to be a part of the show, Tommy at always be booked.com. Your questions, comments, concerns, corrections, contributions, whatever other C word you want to come up with that fits the bill there. And, uh, you know, we have the YouTube channel that we got to start we got to give a rev we got to rev that up again but there is some really good evergreen content on the youtube channel well that's it that's what are we going to say we're going to change the world today anyway i really really appreciate you guys listening ryan thank you so much you guys are the best boat drinks boat drinks